Hi, I'm Bethann Garman Merkel. And I'm Virginia Schutte, and this is Meteor, the honest podcast about science communication with impact. Listeners, we invite you to think of this episode as a conversation between mid-career professionals during a coffee break at a conference. Grab your Danish, come on over. To my closet, if you're watching us on YouTube, <laughs> my kids are sleeping today. We feel like there are lots of great Psycom spaces already devoted to entry-level skill building, so we'd like to share some of the advanced user conversations that we, frankly, are already having with each other. Because we want to open these conversations up past just us. We want to hear what you think, and you can join us on Twitter or through our website both of which are linked in the show notes. So today we are talking about bum, helping people <laughs> for free. Ugh. I know, being a good person, it means helping people for free and being a good business person means not helping people <laughs> for free. So there has to be some kind of middle ground here for professionals. But seriously, how do you decide who you help and when? So I'm going to jump in right away and say that this conversation was inspired by an email I got earlier this year. And without sharing any identifying information, and if you are listening person who sent me this email, thank you for inspiring this conversation because I actually... (laughs) did some really good self-reflection after I got your email. Um, The sentiment of the email was basically, I attended your recent training and I would love some SciComm resume tips. So I've attached my resume in the job ad I'm applying to in my CV and I'd appreciate any advice. (laughs) So I read it and I was like, whoa, (laughs) because coaching people and critiquing resumes and and doing like specific career coaching tailored to job ads people are applying for. That's, that's the thing I charge money for, for my business. I'm a freelancer. I do consulting, like coaching. uh, This is the thing I make money off of. Um, So I I have like a copy paste kind of block of text that I can just put into an email when folks email me like this. Um, and it gets at some of the like where to start things, uh, you know, so it, it covers the general advice they ask for, but it does not at all go into any of that specifics because number one, I can't give away my business for free. But then number two, I can't provide great advice that I can stand behind unless we have a synchronous meeting and I know about your goals and and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so it was just, it, it kind of sent me back on my heels and I was like, no. And I even went into the territory where I was like, what was this person thinking, emailing me? And, and I think the self-reflection I did was like, well, in the training, I said, if you need help, email me. And so they were just calling. <laughs> they did what you told them to, which was ask you for help. Right. So then where, where's the line drawn? What's the difference between like, yeah, this is help I'll give out. And like, no way. Uh, and I was thinking about it for you, Bethann, you're in academia. And I just kind of think of academia as like, you mentor people all the time. So like, do you say yes without qualifications? You're smiling at me. I assume, I assume no, that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, my first impulse is to do that. But I've had to learn that that's not sustainable. So for example, 
only recently someone outside my university asked if I could talk them through a whole career planning process. And really that is what they asked for. And it made sense because we had similar backgrounds. And I'll be honest, I would love to be able to do this because figuring things out on your own is scary and hard. And I spent most of my career on the scary, hard, figuring out solo side of SciComm. And to be honest, shifting into SciComm or to academia where I am now does mean a steady paycheck, but otherwise it's just a new kind of figuring it out solo. So anyway, short story, I don't have the time or the brain space to be able to meet one-on-one with outside folks about things that I would usually do in my current job or in a paying side gig. And the bottom line here is whether you're an academic or a consultant, there are still only 24 hours in a day and you have to sleep some of them. <laughs> that needs to be embroidered on one of those pillows. <laughs> For sleep. sure. With like a dagger in the calendar. <laughs> and then there's a second reason that I don't just do all the work with every email that comes my way, even if it's coming from inside the organization that's paying me to do this kind of work. And that is because doing this one-on-one is a lot of gatekeeping, honestly. Free advice is the hidden curriculum of academia and by extension SciComm, especially because SciComm has its origins in academia. Right. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, we talk about gatekeeping a lot and that's because we see it a lot and we're trying not to participate in the systems that brought that kind of thing up. So, or I mean, participate consciously for change. Um, So, so many of the people I've helped for free in the past have, you're right, had some kind of in with me. Um, So I'll have a one-on-one with someone because uh, someone I know says, hey, my friend is starting out. They really have this specific question. I think you'd be able to answer it well. Can you give, you know, can you hop on a call with the two of us? And I'm like, well, yeah. Informational interview kind of thing, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, or uh, one time I was doing a gig and uh, it was an hourly thing. And the person in the department said, hey, we've got a trainee and they're interested in SciComm, you know, log the hour. And and so they basically sponsored a one-on-one with me and this person, but they only knew of me because again, I was already doing the job. Um, And then uh, this idea where the email came from that I mentioned earlier, where, uh, you know, I do a training at an institution, and then somebody follows up with me or something. So there are these, the stuff that I that I do for free, even if it's just a quick copy paste email, I get a lot more that have some kind of relation to somebody that gets into me, than I do just random out of the blue, like, hi, I found you on the internet. Right. And, and the, the crux of this for me beyond figuring out when I'm going to sleep is <laughs> that if we spend our time helping people who already have an in to SciComm mentorship or access to other kinds of opportunities, then we're actively perpetuating a system that further favors those who already have this kind of privilege or access. Yeah, we talked about this in the networking episode, the last episode. If you know me and I know you, we can help each other. If I don't know you, but I need your help, how the deuce do I get to where you know I exist, let alone to where you'll like listen to me and give me some of your rare, valuable time? Yeah, and the grim reality is that if I don't know you, you are 
probably not going to get through to me like that. You can't, (laughs) you don't. Unless our instinct is to keep saying yes all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So, so then if we say no, then whoever's doing the contacting flails along, potentially thinking, wow, like seeing other people who have the ins and being like, it's so easy. Why is it not easy for me? Yeah. So we both agree. It would be ideal to respond positively, affirmatively here. Yes, I will help you to every help request. And then, and this is why this episode is coming right after our networking episode. If we get contacted by someone we don't have an existing connection to, we've probably already spent our time. We don't actually have any to give to some of these requests. Yeah, that's true. I do feel like I have an allowance. Like if somebody, if I get asked for multiple things in a row, I'm way more likely to say yes to the front asks and no to the back asks. So that allowance aspect is is really real. So, okay. So then where are we so far? We agree that we don't help people for free because number one, it's not part of our business model. And number two, it means we're participating in systems that we may not want to be a part of. And then the question becomes, when do we say yes? Because we also agree that helping people for free and volunteering and contributing to the larger SciComm community makes us good people and good science uh, communicator community members. So, so then we're supposed to say no. We're supposed to say yes. I feel like I'm back when I where I started. Uh. Yeah. So the thing is, the yes is just not possible all the time, and the yes is not desirable some of the time, and it is a rotten conundrum. That I I wholeheartedly accept. So, so I do. When I when I was thinking about this beforehand, there are times when I will say yes. And I actually, if you know me on Twitter, my pinned tweet right now is advertising that I'm giving out free website help to minoritized scholars. And I actually really like that because it's, I, I did some self-reflection and I was like, what kind of free help do I want to give? What kind would I want to say yes to over and over? even if I've already spent some of my volunteer allowance or whatever it is. And so I feel like I, I, I enjoy the kind of focusing of myself in the passive kind of trying to direct people for what kind of things I, I'm, I'm ready to say yes to. Um, one thing that I, I want to say here is that I don't make them prove that they're minoritized. Um, I, I, that's really important to me that I, there's no like vetting system. So I'm potentially giving away kind of more than I maybe should, but I, I just don't feel right about, you know, making people pass some kind of, oh, except, oh, I just remember, I, I'm sorry, I just remembered, I said no one time, someone, okay, sidebar, so sorry, this is relevant, <laughs> stick with me. Should I get popcorn? Like, I, I, maybe, I don't know, I just remembered, I'd forgotten. So I have this Twitter thing up, it says, if you need uh, website help, um, you know, and you're a minoritized scholar, I think it is, you know, DM me, I do that. And um, there was a person and they came into my feed because it was, they, they shared some science, something, it was like an image or something like that. And it just came into my feed. And I, as a freelancer, as someone who has done a lot of producing for social media, if someone puts something in my feed, and they've taken the image or the video from someone else without any link backs or source crediting, I'm going to tell you about it and why it's not cool. 
So this person had done that. They, I think they put in a video, it was from the onion, but it was about science. Um, and so I said, that's not cool. Whatever social media manager made this, uh, you know, they're not getting the credit. You didn't tag them. You didn't link back nothing. <laughs> And they didn't respond to me there, but they DM'd me and they were like, hey, I hear you're giving out free website help. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's not a good first impression. So so then I was like, okay, I don't like, I don't like you, but I said I'd help you. And I was like, what do I, again, that good person thing, like, what do I do? And so I was like, okay, okay, okay. I need to look after myself. I need to look after my brand. I'm not going to like donate my brand's time to someone who's going to be a poor community member. So I wrote back and I said something that was like, Hey, you know, as I explained in my tweets, like you're not crediting, you know, your, your media, which hurts people who work in the industry like me. And so, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable like helping someone who's, who's not helping, you know, I think being a good community member or something like that. I can't remember how I phrased it. And they were back and, and it was one of those, like, you know, I will ask you for clarification until the cows come home, but I'm not going to make any changes. And so I clarified, I think like twice more. And then I was like, okay, we're done because they didn't, they made no changes. They were like, oh, I didn't realize, but then they didn't change it. They didn't even reply to themselves and say video from, and then tag it. And so in the end, I just said, you know, best of luck to you, but I, you know, and without changes, I, I, I don't feel good about doing this. I think it was very honest with them. So, right. Okay. Sidebar done. So I, I have defined when and where I will be most likely to say yes, which most of the time <laughs> with this one exception, I've said yes to people who contact me for that reason. Um, and then one of the things that I do with the people who contact me then is I, I have this kind of standard form thing. I will go to their profile. I will check them out so I can customize it a little bit, but I try to keep it pretty quick so that I'm not spending much allowance per person in a way that I think will give them a whole lot to get started with. Um, and then if they need me, they can, you know, come back and, and ask for more advanced stuff, but not many people do, which I assume means that hopefully my getting them started stuff is, is meeting them where they were, which is getting started. It's your turn to talk. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> so speaking of getting started, and I like this point that you're making about, you have picked a thing that you feel like you can do efficiently. That's high value that you can give to people. Right. So for me, the, the space where I have codified that for myself is this thing I call the drop-in and it's part of the science communication initiative that I direct at the University of Wyoming. It's an hour a week, it's 11 to noon on Wednesdays. Right now you can get into it through a Zoom link if you have a University of Wyoming account. If you don't, and you email me and ask for advice, and I suggest that you come during this particular hour, you can recognize now, if you've listened to this episode, that I'm slotting you into that drop-in. I don't care what you want to talk about. You want to talk about cover letters? Great. You want to talk about a career grant? Awesome. You want to talk about designing a K-12 curriculum? I'm going to tell you not to because teachers can't handle any more curricular programs, but I will work you through some kind of alternative. So I have this one hour a week pegged for all that kind of stuff. And it is a bit first come first serve in the sense that if someone else has already booked it, then I'm going to suggest you come another week 
but it's also the first person to actually show up gets in the door also because it's a drop-in. And if if nobody's there, great, come in. So that's one way I'm doing that right now that feels manageable for me. And then I think that this is part of why we made Meteor too, right? Mm -hmm. I say yes to giving out free help if it's going to be common or public knowledge that lots of people can access. The gatekeeping to me is when it's one-on-one help that nobody else has access to. It's inside information, basically. Yes. So if someone feels like they'd get value out of an on-air review of someone else's whatever it is, resume, grant, you know, social media plan, then to me, that gets past the gatekeeping concern. And it also gets past the asking people to do things for free concern because we're kind of we're sharing the value in a couple of different ways. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, so (laughs) I feel like I'm the summarizer. (laughs) Um, So, okay. I want to summarize. We say no to giving away free help. If we just don't have capacity, if our free allowance has been spent, or if it reinforces this privilege, have access to more privilege to get access to that sort of thing. We say yes to free help when it won't compromise our mental health or work-life integration. And if there's a way, especially to share the help. So it hopefully isn't propping up a system that favors privilege, but is available to anybody who wants it. You know what? I was yelling at the beginning and in the middle, (laughs) like that kind of summary, that's like fairly clear guidelines. I like where we ended up. This was, (laughs) this was good. (laughs) Yeah. I do think it helps in Meteor that we have each other as a guardrail. This thing yeah. is an ongoing struggle for me in my own work at the university, though. I say yes to anything that feels like an opportunity to me. It feels like I say yes to anything. And I also feel like, given where I've come from, I want to say yes to way more people than I probably can actually say yes to. Well, listen, if having each other helps us <laughs> say no and guard our time and capacity, listeners, you feel free to email us or tweet us and be like, I need help saying no. And we will just cheerleader yell at you. <laughs> and then you're making the right choice. So here's your, here's your real thing to consider for this week. So if you're actually looking for action, you can take right this very second to get started thinking about all this. I, you know, during the course of this episode, we each reviewed like, what are our values and how do they line up with when we say yes, when we say no? So my question for you is, how often are you saying no? Have you actually evaluated how often you're saying yes, how often you're saying no? In both cases, who are you saying that answer to? And what kind of projects are you saying that answer to? And why do those line up with your career goals, your life goals? So dear listener, If you really want to hold yourself accountable, like we said, email us, tweet us. We will holler no. We will send you the no gifts. There are great tweets. We will send them to you. (laughs) Talk about it with your colleagues too, or someone else who is a good guardrail in your life. But ultimately, if you're willing to share, we would love to know more about where you draw the line on giving away 
your time. And if I'm just going to put a shameless plug in here for Beth Ann, if you aren't sure how to make these things align with your goals, Beth Ann is going to run a workshop on the question of big picture goal setting. Uh, go to our website, meteorsicom.org slash courses to get on the wait list. You've been listening to Meteor, the honest podcast about SciComm with impact. We have a short survey running right now. Tell us what you think SciComm needs or what resources you want that you cannot find for your own work in SciComm. To join this conversation, leave us a review, say hello on Twitter using at MeteorSciComm or check out everything we do in addition to the podcast on our website, MeteorSciComm.org. Talk soon.